Welcome everybody to the Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. I am your host, Hannah. And I am your main host, the Artificial Dragon. And welcome to another episode of the podcast, everybody. I hope you are all having a wonderful day. Um, I know I have been having a very productive day. Uh, by the time this episode has been recorded, uh, our Pius Diaz episode has been uploaded and been getting a lot of uh, good feedback from all of you guys from the Discord server I'm a part of. So thank you so much for all of your support to the channel and everything. This is the shit we want to see. <laughs> yeah, I hope- love it. Makes me so ecstatic that this is actually paying off. It is paying off really, really well. And uh, while I'm on the subject of that, if you guys want to support our podcast, we have uh, a Patreon uh, art, not art piece, uh, Patreon page, and it is on patreon.com slash can mail. Once again, that is patreon.com slash can mail. And once again, Cad Bane, shirtless Cad Bane. Uh, with his biceps and everything. I've done this multiple times already. You would know the drill already. And you could contribute from the smallest of $2 to the highest of $10. But if you do not have we're, a Patreon... We're going to get a new fan art yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. That will be for the next episode. But if you guys uh, don't have any money or anything like that, uh, subscribing to our channel and leaving a like and a comment on any of our videos always helps in the algorithm. Um, but otherwise, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast, and uh, yeah, hopefully you will love this shorter than usual episode that we have ready. So, you know, Hannah. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Um, so, Hannah, I'm sure you know what today's uh, episode is going to be about. We're talking about that scorpion droid, right? Specifically, the Scorpionic Annihilator droid. It is personally... Enlighten me. (laughs) Yeah, I will enlighten you. So, (laughs) we've already done a Separatist episode before. We talked about the general faction, why they came to be, their ideologies, that sort of thing. And a lot of... That's probably our uh, round third to second most popular episode of a podcast. Which is fucking amazing. It is amazing. And it really speaks to me as a uh, confederacy simp. Because I absolutely <laughs> love this faction ever since I got into Star Wars back in 2005, I believe. Wow. Yeah, when Revenge of a Sith was prominent and everything. I was five years old. Has it been that long? It has been that long, yes. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm old. Yes. How do you think I feel, Hannah? <laughs> but anyway, um, so in that episode, we didn't really talk about huge amount about separatist droids and the army and everything we it's kind of a uh, little side note because all things considered even though the uh, separatist droid army is a significant antagonist presence in the prequels it wasn't really uh a focus on the separatist episode nope everybody knows the b1 battle droids yeah um so as i uh <laughs> as many separatist fans will tell you the, the Separatist droid army is probably one of the most uh, varied and most adaptable armies in the entirety of the Star Wars galaxy. Makes sense. Like, they, they have... Mostly a, machines. Yeah. They have, like, a shit ton of droid models for any sort of field, like the B-1 battle droids serving as the cannon fodder, um, the B-1s, those big, thick motherfuckers yep. that don't skip leg day or anything. Mm-hmm. Um... Them a iconic droidica with its shield generator, that sort of thing. The vulture droids, 
Yeah. There's just so many droids. There's a lot. There is a shit ton. Like, the Separatist army is ready with any droid model for any conceivable situation. Like, you remember that episode with the uh, droids that disguise themselves as cleaners and go a la Akbar on Coruscant? Yep. <laughs> That's just one taste of a shit ton of droid models that the Separatists have at their disposal. It's pretty cool. It is and pretty I cool. I can see how they believe that that would get them an advantage in the war. Yeah. And when you have, like... <laughs> it's said that uh, a clone trooper is can take down four or five battle droids before, you know, they get killed themselves. But when you have a literal wave of those machines coming after your ass, that's kind of a hard thing to do. Yeah, makes sense. But anyway, I'll stop uh, geeking out on the uh, Separatist <laughs> droid army and save that for its own individual episode. But we are going to be talking about one specific droid unit, which... Which really stuck out to me. So, back in 2005, my father, he used to work as a manager at uh, Barnes & Noble when it was still at that location and all that. Um, And this was relatively around uh, when Revenge of a Sith came out. It was the newest Star Wars movie at the time. Mm -hmm. And my dad, uh, he knew I love Star Wars. And he saw this particular book. It was called The Star Wars, The New Essential Guide to Droids. And he got this, I believe he got this for me as a uh, birthday present or something like that. Aww. And yes, um, the one that I have right here is that same one from 2005. Wow. Yeah, as you can see, it's kind of fading. It's really showing its age and everything. And You've taken very good care of it. Well, some of the pages are about to fall out, but yeah, you know. <laughs> well, relatively. It's relatively. an old book. It is a old fucking book, and I still have it to this very day. That's amazing. Yeah, and I know this is kind of a build-up to the Scorpionic Annihilator droid, but bear with me here. And, you know, the it's a really good fucking book. I mean, most of it is kind of outdated by today's standards, you know, with uh, Dis- our Disney overlords taking over the Star Wars canon and everything. Yep. But... It's mostly the same. It's just that uh, don't expect certain droid models to be canon anymore. But I just went through these pages. And there's a good amount of droids that stuck out to me. So, um, sorry, yes, interrupting. Uh, so this is more like Lucasfilm canon. Yes. Not Disney canon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And like, there are like numerous droid models that always caught my eye like... Uh, let me see if I could pull up a specific example. Like, there's this weird droid called Weegee. What the hell? Yeah, it's apparently... What appar- does it do? <laughs> it's apparently a, one of those customizable droids. Like, it's not a... Comes from a service... Mo- a, a certain model. It was just a crumpled together, make your own droid by a certain individual. Wow. Yeah. Just a lot of these really interesting and weird droids. And I was just, you know, going through the book one day... And then I came, you know, like, I went through the classic B1 battle droids and everything. Like, oh, this is pretty cool. Going through all the Separatist units. And then, eventually, I turned the page and it landed on this guy. The Calicoid Annihilator droid. Oh, okay. And that was the droid that I instantly fell in love with. Because it's insect-like. It is very insect-like. And... Yeah, this is all uh, <laughs> um, what nostalgia for me. It is really nostalgic. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And you can understand why 
I, uh, this I'm, is why and, uh, people bond over Star Wars. Yeah, and you might be wondering, why did it take me so long to eventually get around to doing a droid episode? Well, I didn't find a good chance to get around to any droids at this period of time. And when we were, when, when we were talking about it on the way here... I mentioned, oh, if you were, if you were gonna do droids, why didn't you pick R two? And I told you, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just slow, gradual steps. Sometimes you gotta wait until you bring out your big guns and everything. You know what? Fair. <laughs> Besides, most of this is just memory, based off of memory. But yeah, the Scorpionic Annihilator droid always stuck out to me because of its really menacing scorpion-looking design. And it always stuck with me. Don't worry, this is going to be irrelevant later. Um, so let me actually get around to talking about the Scorpion Agonilator droid. So, out of all the units, uh, the Scorpionic is kind of a more unique specimen of droid. Um, as the name suggests, it was created by the Calicoids, who are the creators of a droidica. Okay. And think of the uh, Scorpion Egg Annihilator droid as basically the destroyer droid on crack. Like, it is way bigger than your normal destroyer droid. 11 feet to 5 inches tall. Yeah, I would run from that on a battlefield. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> and also kind of a little behind-the-scenes thing. The Calicoid Annihilator droid is... Uh, one of those droids that initially appeared in concept art for Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I really love about Star Wars is that a creator just looks at his concept design and they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to repurpose that and make it somewhat canon, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it still gives, a, gives others that creative liberty. Even though it's involved in Star Wars, it's not expanded upon. We can make it our own. Yeah, exactly. It's kind That's of a, so fucking cool. Yeah, it's kind of the uh, same method that Dave Filoni has been going with his uh, cartoon series. Like in the Bad Batch, they uh, the early version of a stormtrooper takes concept images from uh, the original uh, stormtrooper armor back in the day. That's cool. And I believe most of the rebel characters, like uh, Zeb, they take concept images from uh, old characters like Verzevit's early concept art of Chewbacca. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, like in the very first episode, like they were going to rescue some Wookiees and they decided to put in Zeb as a hairless Wookiee. He kind of looks like a hairless Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that uh, little behind the scenes nod. Um, but anyway, so the... Where the fuck was I? Uh, so the... Scorpionic Annihilator droid. It is huge, but it is also, a, like the Destroyer droid, it is equipped with a particle energy shield, meaning unlike the Destroyer droid, it could block both physical and energy projectiles. Okay. So its shields are a lot stronger than a Destroyer droid. You would probably need, like, a artillery-level cannon fire to even pierce its shield. Oh, hell. Yep. So normal blasters don't really work. Nope. <laughs> um, and due to this extra shielding, droidicas have been known to take shelter inside the Scorpion X shield to get better protection from their big bro. Makes sense. I'm just imagining. That's cute, though. Yeah, it is kind of cute. I'm just picturing a comic now where the destroyer droid is being chased after by clones. They round the corner, and its big brother's waiting for them, like you were saying. 
<laughs> and then they get annihilated. Ah. Someone draw that! Someone draw that! Someone draw that. <laughs> and obviously it sees through a uh, crimson photoreceptor, as you could see in the image. Yep. Um, it also can see radiation through its sensors. Not particularly sure what uh, <laughs> use that serves, but, you know, I guess it's handy when you don't want to get radiated. Okay. Vol- it's not like droids can really get affected by radiation, right? Yeah, no. Okay. It was just a uh, specific quirky detail that I came across. Makes sense. Um, its main weapons are rapid-fire blaster cannons, and these things are basically anti-infantry slash anti-armor weapons. Like, oh, well. they'll just mow you down in, like, a couple of seconds. They pack a punch. They pack a serious punch, as we'll get into with its uh, lore history and everything. Wow. Um, But while they may have an intimidating arsenal and capabilities, it's not without its flaws. Its eye, if targeted, could easily take down a droid with a single touch. So it's just a, like, boop. <laughs> just, ah, my eye! <laughs> But considering that it's right behind a impenetrable shield generator, that's not going to happen. It's a feat to get to it. Exactly. You you have better luck becoming the Chancellor of a Republic. Yeah, very fair. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, I already went far from my notes real quickly. Um, also, a kind of a nice little detail. It's not in this book, but it's in another uh, role-playing book called Scavenger's Guide to Droids, where it expands more upon it. Uh, during beast peacetime, the Scorpina can be reconfigured into multiple uh, units that don't involve blasting the fuck out of everything. They could be reconfigured to be scrappers, you know, just, uh, you know, giant welders, Scrapping ships and everything, you know, just like a worker uh, droids. Yeah, just gigantic worker droids. Nice. An intimidating worker droid, but a good worker droid. And even, you know, for hauling up cargo and everything. Sounds pretty useful. Yeah. Though another popular modification for the Scorpionek is transforming it into a mobile turret. <laughs> mobile turret. Well, this required it to be equipped with maneuvering thrusters. So imagine this droid just take away its legs, give it jets, and is just floating in the vacuum of space, just annihilating anything that comes Holy across hell. it. Imagine the pilot, yippee guy, a motherfucker! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, it, it is fucking awesome. I love this droid so much. Um, so we got a little bit about uh, the... Scorpionic Annihilator Droid, what it's capable of and what it could potentially be remodified into. That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about its history. The Scorpionic Annihilator Droid, it was one of those droid units that was introduced very late in the Clone Wars. Which is probably why uh, the Separatists weren't using it that often. It was basically created by the Calicoids as their homeland security, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like a... Is, <laughs> it's pretty uh, useful because the calicoids are, you know, giant bugs. They're giant bugs. Uh, we'll eventually get into the calicoids, but they are, they'll basically eat anybody that arrives on their planet. They're cannibals. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, there's this uh, funny lore detail where the Trade Federation got a uh, deal out of purchasing a shit ton of droidicas 
Because normally an individual droidica costs like four or five B1s each or something like that. They were really expensive. Yeah. So they kind of sur- they kind of subvert that and just gave the calicoids rare meats for them to eat. It's a good way to make a deal. Yeah, just give them a bunch of Wookiee jerky and you'll get some droidicas in the process. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the calicoids, they kind of kept the scorpionic. At, within their own borders, mostly, it, as I mentioned before, just self-defense for their home world and everything. And in the Clone Wars, the Calicoid, so there's this company called the Calicoid Creation Nest. And they created the droidicas and numerous other droid models that the Separatists use and everything. And the Calicoids mostly see their relationship with themselves and the Confederacy as basically a partnership. Like, they're not participating in the war. They're just, you know, giving them their products and everything like that. They're just, they're just cool. supplying them with them. Yeah, they're just supplying them. And the Republic looked at Califor, which is the Calicoid homeworld. Mm-hmm. And they were all like, those motherfucking droids. They're providing them with those scary droidicas. We need to stop those motherfuckers. Of so they decided to invade Califor. And... While they were orally bombarding the world from orbit, they had deployed four clone battalions. Not clone battalions, platoons, which is like uh, around 50 clones each, I believe. Okay. So they went to this certain uh, factory where they're creating all their droids and everything. And it's ray shielded, which is why uh, they couldn't orally bombard it from orbit or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the clones managed to infiltrate the facility. And as they're approaching the outer wall, they just notice the doors slide open from this facility. And an unknown droid model just scurried out of there and blasted them to oblivion. All all four? No, just three. Oh, just three. Just within a couple of minutes... The squirrels, they were just annihilated. They're like, oh, gotta get the fuck out of there now. Wow, that's that packs a huge punch. Yeah, and then after that, the, the Republic decided, okay, fuck this. We're going to give a fuck out of Dodge because we didn't know the Calicoids had this much firepower. The Calicoids just basically said, you, you were saying. Fuck around and find out, bitch. Yep. Like, there's literally a quote in this uh, book from one of the survivors of that attack. From uh, Arc Trooper Steck. Um, we don't know what it was, uh, but it took out three platoons. We can't let the Calicoids get these things off planet. Smart. Yep. And then after... Very, very fucking smart. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, though, the Calicoids, they were smart enough to realize that the Republic will probably return and get their asses and everything. Probably. And they decided, fuck you, Republic. We're going to send these uh, new Scorpionic Annihilator droids to the Separatists. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they were like, hey, Seppies. Could you uh, send over some ships to protect our world? We got these new droids to give you. Yeah, sure thing. The whole time while they're doing that, just fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, so now the Separatists have like a bunch of new mass murdering, 11 foot tall steroid droidicas just bolstering their forces. Yep. And... Everywhere that the Scorpion X appeared on, like they appeared on, uh, let me see, uh, okay, well, that's a good thing, I also have a book over here, um, there were like a couple of planets, uh, notably 
Talenty and formal. It's very like those random planets that are mentioned here and there. Like, oh, this planet is where the Separatists scored a victory. And mm-hmm. they were apparently very important victories for the uh, Scorpionic Annihilator droid to prevail against Republic forces single-handedly. Nice. And it's said, most likely Separatist propaganda, but uh, a singular Scorpionic Annihilator droid can transform a dozen ATTEs into smoldering husks. Sounds like a bit of an over-exaggeration. It is. Like I said, uh, Separatist propaganda, but that's how scary the Scorpionic is. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and every... You see that big motherfucker, you shit your pants and run. <laughs> yep, just run the other way. And Republic commanders cursed the name of a Scorpionic Annihilator droid, knowing that they would have to sacrifice a shit ton of troops just to take down one droid. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Scorpionic Annihilator droid... Uh, Fuck shit up real good. Even in the uh, Outer Rim Sieges, which is like the final campaign within the Clone Wars on Felucia and all Mm -hmm. those other worlds that you see in Revenge of the Sith. Um, Unfortunately, though, even though the Scorpion Egg Annihilator droid were cleaning up house, they were introduced relatively late in the Clone Wars. So they couldn't really make that much of a difference anyway. Um, On top of that, the Scorpion Egg Annihilator droids were extremely costly they were like uber expensive so there weren't a lot no there were it's so there's an approximation that there is less than a hundred of these droids in existence oh wow yeah so they are really expensive and rare to come by yeah but that's like the separatist heavy hitter yeah right near the end of the war yeah um and then uh you know you know the rest. Darth Vader executes the Separatist Council, sends out the uh, the uh, shutdown code to just to shut down all the droids in the droid army, and the Scorpionic Annihilator droids were one of them. Mm-hmm. Unlike their fellow droids, however, the Scorpionic Annihilator droids were personally uh, <laughs> they were they grabbed the attention of of uh, Emperor Palpatine himself. Of course, and he was like, "What could I do with these droids?" And he, like, got a couple, sent them to the, uh, the Imperial... Br- Let me see if I could actually uh, find it real quickly. The Imperial Department of Military Research, which is, like, uh, what's a good comparison? Like, most of those uh, American companies that develop fighters and everything like that. Uh-huh. A, so, they got their hands on a couple of these droids, probably to research their shield generators and everything like that. And Palpatine took a couple for himself. And put it on his uh, secret fortress world of Bis. Bis. B Y S S. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those planets in like the deep core region of the galaxy where uh, Typhon is. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. Bis. It's its own own thing. We'll eventually cover it when we do the uh, Dark Empire storyline. Whenever that episode will be about. But yeah. Um. That is, quote-unquote, the history of a Scorpion Echo Nihilator droid. In Legends, anyway. Is it in canon yet, or no? So, let me get to that. Um, so, <laughs> this is actually kind of a, a very serendipitous uh, experience. So, the, the Book of Boba Fett. I'm not sure if you watched any episode of the Book of Boba Fett. I have not. Okay. Um, it was good. 
I I thoroughly enjoyed each episode of A Book of Boba Fett. Um, you know, he's going through his struggles of creating his own gangster empire and everything, and uh, his experiences with the Sand People, that sort of thing, recruiting mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. Um, but in the final episode, so the Pikes are like the main antagonist faction. Okay. Um, and the Pikes wanted to take Tatooine for themselves, and they saw Boba Fett as like this obstacle, and... You know, they were segmenting his forces and they were preparing to kill Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. Um, then he got back up, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> I was I was I was watching the episode. Um, so there's like there's like this scene with a gunfight between the Pikes and Boba Fett and his allies mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and then the Pikes just retreated and everybody's like, what the fuck is happening? And the Mandalorian was all like, there's something big coming. And he activates his heat signature. And it's just this little dot in the distance. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, as it came closer and closer. Okay. You know those reaction videos where people like uh, gasp or audibly uh, gasp whenever they see a prominent character like Luke or whatever? Yeah. I recognize those silhouettes. And I audibly gasped at that. I was like, yes, it's a Scorvenek Annihilator droids. Wow. This little obscure thing they took and brought into new canon. My childhood is complete. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. That's awesome. It is awesome. And let me actually show you a a picture of these canon Scorpionic Annihilator droids. Um, Give me a motherfucking second. Uh, uh, fuck. Um, I just need them to be poda, but they look friggin' awesome. Obviously, they're in CGI and everything, but... Well, duh. <laughs> they, uh, I, <laughs> my excitement is immeasurable, if you could not tell. <laughs> there, they look so fucking awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, very creepy. Very creepy. And the Pikes managed to get their hands on two of these fucking things. Oh, fuck. And everybody was just running the fuck out of there. Nope. They're like, <laughs> Use the ah! technique. <laughs> Do the good old JoJo family technique. Run away! Fucking run! <laughs> like, yeah, that's definitely a shit your pants moment. Yeah. Uh, Boba Fett fired his rocket launcher at them. Didn't do jack shit. Oh, hell. Din Djarin tried to use the dark saber to pierce their shields. Didn't do jack shit either. Oh, no. It was just it was just general chaos. And the pikes were like, <laughs> God damn, those things. Woof. Yeah. Um... The only reason that uh, <laughs> motherfucking they were able to win against those Scorpionic Annihilator droids, uh, kind of a context, Boba Fett was gifted by the Huts a baby Rancor. And Boba Fett got that baby Rancor to kill those Annihilator droids. Only Boba Fett would. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's just this... It's, it's, but the book of Boba Fett was kind of all right for most Star Wars fans, but that final episode was just wah, chef's kiss. Of course, it was like it introduced my most favorite droid in all of the Star Wars canon, and not only that, they brought in the, the Star Wars equivalent of a kaiju, and they had like a little droid to kaiju battle. Um, even with the Rancor being able to pound through their shields, those Scorpionic Annihilator droids. Took those blows from a rancor like a champ. Like Wait, they were how, being. How big's the baby rancor? Uh, relatively the same size, eleven feet tall. 
oh, holy shit. Yeah, but Baby Rancor was just throwing them all over the place. Like, they smashed into a couple of buildings. They ripped off one of their turrets. But it's they're durable motherfuckers, even without their shields. Wow. It was fucking awesome. And there's even this nice little homage where the Rancor just grabs his Annihilator droid and just rips it apart like the Queen Alien from uh, Aliens. Oh, that's cool. It is so fucking cool. And I am... Yeah, I know the audience can't see it, but you can see how... He's got a big fucking smile smile on his face. (laughs) Oh, man. I... Even though it isn't mentioned that, uh, I mean, they have no reason to mention that they're former Separatist droids, but we know for a fact that they were used by the Separatists. Yep. And they name drop uh, Scorpionic droids. Not Scorpionic Annihilator droids, but they're called Scorpionic droids. Yeah, Scorpionic Annihilator is a bit uh, bit of a mouthful. It is a mouthful, but I, I really don't mind because I love saying that Scorpionic Annihilator droid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, one of the reasons... I love the Book of Boba Fett. Everybody might have liked it because of uh, Black Cranston, who is this uh, this uh, black Wookiee gladiator character in canon. But I, I, <laughs> I stay for the Scorpionic Annihilator droid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for the uh, good old Scorpionic droid. Not bad. Yeah. I am so happy because when the bo- Book of Boba Fett came out, I was planning to do an episode on the Scorpionix, but things got in the way, so I decided to save it for later, but I finally got to do it now. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, yeah, what did you think about them, Hannah? They weren't what I expected. hmm Like, every time I think of droids from Star Wars, I just think of, you know, the typical B-1. Yep. It's like, oh yeah, not that cool. But this one was pretty cool. It is fucking horrifying. Very horrifying. And I, I so I know <laughs> that is a droid no one wants to fuck with. No, um, I legitimately wish there is a official mini of this thing that I could buy, paint up, put together, and display it. That, that would, would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Fortunately, I know a three D artist that actually has a model of a scorpion egg droid. I might actually order that from them in the future. Oh, dear God, please don't let us fight it. (laughs) I also made a stat block for it. Oh, no. (laughs) Send help. (laughs) But yeah, that's our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? Or in this case, how terrifying can a giant droidica gee? Send help for our (laughs) D&D group. SOS. SOS. (laughs) We're fucked. (laughs) But anyway, um, so you probably know what our next episode is going to be about, Hannah. I cannot remember. No if worries. You told me or not? Yeah. Um. So for our next episode, it will be particularly special because coincidentally, it will be on May the fourth. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So for this next episode, we're going to be diving into another Jedi character, and in this case, Shock T. Clone mom! Clone mom! My and favorite clone mom! <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an uh, exciting episode. And yeah, um, this was a really fun episode. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode on me geeking the fuck out on the uh, Annihilator droid. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. This is the shit we want to see people do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I hope you guys uh, got to know more about an obscure droid that became canon. Um, I really do hope 
that they introduce more of these obscure droids in the current canon of Star Wars. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but before I rattle on again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a good rest of your day, and we will see you on May the 4th. See you then. May the Force be with you. And this is the way.